shining a light on podcasts and videos that have caught our attention. The Spotlight with Jen Spiker. Weekdays on Vision and on demand in the free Vision Christian Media app. Jesus said, if you hold to my teachings, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. We've all watched the trapeze artist hanging upside down and swinging towards her partner. They both move backwards and forwards toward each other for a few times as the people watch in suspense. The crowd wonders when the acrobat will finally let go of the swing and grip the hands of the other person. The atmosphere is tense because the moment of release is the most dangerous part of the act. They both have a vital part to play. The first acrobat must let go of her swing and reach out toward her partner with all her strength. At that point, she can do no more than place her entire trust in his ability to grasp her safely and securely. On the other hand, her partner can do nothing until she first lets go of that crossbar and makes the death-defying leap toward him. Similarly, those who have suffered rejection must come to that moment of crisis when they decide that they will forever cease living as a rejected person and at that moment they may feel just as vulnerable as the trapeze artist. But letting go and trusting themselves to the arms of God's love and acceptance is a part of the journey of faith. This is Set Free with Ken Legg. Talking this week about rejecting rejection. I'm going to wrap things up today. Now, the stuff we've looked at this week has been very helpful, I'm sure, for many people who've struggled through life because of rejection, especially in the early stages of their lives. And Ken, let's just go over again some of the things that we've looked at so far this week. One of the important things that's vital for people to get hold of is that Jesus came to earth as a human being in every single respect except for sin so that he could experience human life in the raw, you might say, the same way that we do. It, include, yeah. it included rejection. And in fact, nobody experienced rejection like he did. Uh, he was rejected by the religious authorities, by the, his own people, his friends, and most of all, by his own father when he was on the cross. He experienced all of that so we didn't have to. He came to heal the brokenhearted. Now, you've been sharing seven vital principles for enjoying freedom and healing in this area of rejection. So uh, we've looked at four of these so far. Let's uh, recap on those and then move on to the others. Okay, well, we started, Phil, by saying, you know, the first question we need to ask, those that have suffered rejection is, are you ready to be healed? Uh, It means stepping out of that, you know, victim mentality, if you like, Mm. Uh, stepping out of that uh, lifestyle that uh, we built around that and trusting ourselves to the arms of God, believing that he is going to look after us, that we can be safe with him to become a whole person, a healed person, and to go on to greater things. Uh, Secondly, um, we spoke about the fact that there's a practical aspect here concerning the release of the pent-up emotional pain and suffering that a person that has been rejected has felt. And God often does that through either talk or tears. You know, there's uh, often somebody to bring alongside us that we can really pour out our heart to and know that um, they're compassionate. And in doing that, there's, it's almost like a, a therapy in doing that. Mm. Or For some people, it may just be weeping and just uh, releasing all that pain through tears. And I have that saying, you know, do it once and do it well. And then thirdly, of course, we need to forgive those who have rejected us. Yeah. Uh, forgiveness is a, as much about us as it is about the person that we are forgiving. And uh, there's nothing that will hold us uh, so much in the past as unforgiveness. So this is a very important thing. But it is important, and we discussed this, Phil, that uh, forgiveness is not a feeling. It's not an emotion. 
We don't have to wait until we are in a certain frame of mind or feeling to be able to say, yes, now I can forgive that person. It's actually an act of the will. It's a decision mm-hmm. that we will not mention the past hurt against that person again. And then fourthly, uh, the positive thing, of course, is that we need to see ourselves as God sees us. And he doesn't see us as rejected because we are accepted in the beloved. And that's our position. That's our new creation identity. We need to embrace that with both hands. Mm, uh, the title this week is, of course, Rejecting Rejection. The opposite of that is what we need to be doing too, and that is accepting acceptance, knowing that God does accept us. That's right. There's four things, all very practical, all very biblical thing. There's three more. What's the next one? Okay, then the next one is um, ask God to make you a whole person because, um, you know, up until now we could say we've been a hurt person. Now, how do you know when God has made you a, a whole person? Well, there's that old saying, and I love it because it is a great sort of gauge, if you like, of, of um, you know, what God has done in our lives. And we say, um, hurt people, hurt people. Mm. Healed people, heal people. Now, I know that um, I'm healed because th- my whole life, you know, is by the grace of God wanting to help heal others and to bring blessing and healing and wholeness to others. I and I think you're, around you're, people. Yeah, you're a great example of this because earlier in the week you uh, you shared your own story yep. uh, about how you'd been through this as a child and experienced rejection from your father. But clearly you have dealt with that and are one of those healed people, healing people. Yeah, exactly. Well, by the grace of God, you know, and, and I know that I deliberately don't want to hurt. I mean, I, I don't say I don't hurt people because we often do unintentionally, but um, I don't go around with that kind of malicious spirit because I know that God has done a thing in my life that has set me free from all that desire, you know. Mm. All right, what's the next one? Okay, um, I believe that um, we need to ask God for a spirit of meekness. Now, let me explain what I mean, Phil. Um, often we can pray for people that they would be healed and made whole and set free from rejection. Now, <laughs> here's the thing. By the end of the day, that person might be rejected again because you can't control what others will do to them. Yeah. But here's the thing. Um, you know, Meekness is that spirit of Christ, of course, living in us and working through us, whereby we can basically accept um, offenses, provocation, insult, injustice, hurt, without it damaging us. You know, because um, we know that we've died with Christ anyway. You know, we've got nothing to defend. We've got nothing to to kind of, uh, no rights to kind of grasp at. We know that God has done a work of grace in our lives. And uh, meekness is the ability to not have to react or retaliate against those that maybe, um, you know, treat us in, in a malicious way. I think meekness is probably one of the most misunderstood concepts. A lot of people... Uh, would say that it's weakness, yeah. but it's actually the opposite. It's strength, as you're saying. If it's the ability to yeah. restrain yourself, to, to not have to react, yeah. it is strength. It is not weakness. It's strength under control. Exactly. And I'm sure, I mean, you would, we would agree, a sure sign of getting back in control of your life is when you can take authority over your feelings in that way. Uh, anger is probably a really good one that sticks out there, or unforgiveness or revenge, and, and replace those with that meekness you talk about. Yeah. Now, Phil, let's go on to the, the final point then, uh, and, and this is what I call drawing confidence from your relationship with God. Drawing confidence from your relationship with God. Rejection has to do with the way others treat us. Mm. Now, I think um, one, of the, one of the sad things when we look at human relationships is that often people have unrealistic expectations from one another. And I always say this, you know, you'll find great love in relationships, but you'll never find perfect love. You'll only find perfect love from God. Uh, But sometimes we look for that which only God can give in human relationships. 
And um, basically and ultimately we need to know who we are and to be solid and sound and healed and whole because of the roots of our relationship with God. He's the one that gives us our bearing in life. Now, if I can read to you, Phil, from uh, uh, Hebrews chapter 13, yep. and I'll read it in context. I'll go back just a little bit. Verse 4, marriage is honorable amongst all, and the bed undefiled. But fornicators and adulterers, God will judge. So God has set up marriage as the perfect relationship, the most intimate relationship that a couple can experience. But then he goes on to say in the next verse, let your conduct be without covetousness. Okay, so for those that um, have not yet met that person to marry, okay, be content. Don't, don't want what you can't have at this moment because that leads to fornication. Now, then he goes on to say, for he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you, so that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? Now, if I could summarize, there will always be deficiency in human relationships, mm. but God's relationship with us is perfect. Uh, it, you know, it is something that we need to develop. It is something we need to discover more and more and enjoy more and more and experience more and more. We look too much to human relationships for that which only God can give us. Now, of course, there's a balance. There's both. There's the horizontal and there's the vertical. But I think sometimes we're imbalanced in terms of we're looking for everything in the horizontal, in the human relationships, and some of those things can only be found in our relationship with God. Well, that brings us to the end of our series this week. Hope you can join us next week when we start a brand new one. Until then, remember, you don't have to carry that baggage. God wants you to be set free. For books, DVDs, small group studies and other resources from Ken Legg, including the book What's Eating You, which features topics from today's message, visit the Vision Christian store at vision.org.au. That's vision.org.au.